Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to part two of this episode. We actually did have a very enlightened conversation, very, very insightful, and we all learned a ton. And so we hope you enjoyed this part of our episode on feminism and be sure to engage with us on social media. We will hear from you slash hope you listen to us on our next episode. Bye-bye. Help me understand. Help me. Because now we are consciously saying, hey, if I don't get five women against, I mean, we are changing the ratio now. We are reversing, right? Mm -hmm. So if, if the ratio was five men against one woman, Mm-hmm. And now we are reversing it. We rather want five women against a man. Hmm. We are consciously trying to change those structures that yeah. you, I don't know if you get what I mean. I do. So then you are, so your whole argument is that are we really at the point where it's valid to say that benevolent sexism is a thing? Because we it's are still reversal. Yeah. Is yeah. the true reverser? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you guys a typical example, and this is something that happens in Ghana till now. I don't know when it's going to end, and so I don't know if you know that in the University of Ghana, mm-hmm. the the cutoff points, like the grade cutoff point from Wasi, mm-hmm. is a bit um, eased for female applicants than it is for male applicants. Hmm. I didn't know. How long has this been? I don't, I think forever. I think it's been like that forever and it still happens. Mm. And the day I got to know about it, I was so mad and I didn't understand why it should be like that. And so you'd find a lot of the university students, especially the males, feeling like they are way better than the females who are in the school mm-hmm. because the females had it easier. And so, for example, if engineering, for example, a course like engineering, mm-hmm. if you need to get like eight A's mm-hmm. to be an engineering student, that eight A's mark will be for the male applicants. And for the female applicants, if you have just maybe six A's and two B's, you can be let in. And so I feel like that is like a very valid example of benevolent sexism. Yeah, but, right? but, on, but then that is also like obedience said, like repairing what has been done wrongly in the past but in an attempt to repair that in a way damaging making it worse yeah it's making it worse that is not true for me i feel like it's making it worse like if you you employ or you 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 admit a student based on their capabilities but don't say because you are a female and i want to give you an opportunity i'll just ease it for you you know, I feel like that is. But then there's, is, there's a general like there's a cutoff point, so everyone who makes it above that cutoff point is like potentially good. Abina, there's a cutoff Abina. point, but that cutoff point works for the males and for the females, it's lowered. Well, I don't, I don't know about what you are saying, but if that is what the University of Ghana is doing, I say kudos to them. Because let's go back to the roots. Take a typical classroom, right? Let's say a, a high school. Mathematics. Teachers will pay attention to the guys, to the to the boys in the class, than the females in the class. 
And so females are in the class having genuine math concerns, but won't be attended to. I have, I have seen that in so many places. And so if we want to correct it, we need to go back to the classrooms, right from basic school, where they thought women couldn't come to the classroom. Women were supposed to be in the kitchen. Yeah, right? Obi, yeah. But I, I actually understand Isi's argument because I don't know, it's, I've had stress to me how there's been a turn of things. Like you can, there's like this gender, there's a disparity with males and females and achievements. Like, because things are moving to the point where a lot of the girls are doing, yeah, excelling. I'm talking about this is in the, at the university level. Yes. Yeah. Girls are excelling. Girls are, they seem to just be thriving and doing much, so much better because, well, this person expressed that it looked like they were just giving a lot more attention than the male students. And so you have a lot of males not doing as well as females. And that this focus on the girl child is slowly turning to now create a problem on the boy child. So how do you kind of work through to make it match and that it's like actually equal? <laughs> you know. Abra, Abra. Yeah. Well, that is another problem that we can fix hundred years from now. Okay. But you think we can fix it? Yeah, we can fix it hundred years from now when we have that equity. Okay. Or better still equality. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at schools like like girls' schools, like Wesley Girls, mm-hmm. like Holy Child, mm-hmm. they do extremely well because it's just them. So that environment of teachers being biased is not there. Okay. And that is why they, they do better than mixed schools. Because in the mixed schools, that cancer is still there where teachers will focus more on the boy child's education than the girl child's education. Hmm. This is a classic example. So if, if a school like University of Ghana says, oh, let's, let's do this to get more, I mean, I'm sure they are doing that to increase girl child education. That will be their primary focus because we need girls in areas of STEM. Mm-hmm. And so if someone is coming from a mixed school and because they didn't get enough attention, so their grades are not kind of up to that cutoff point because of no fault of theirs, then we'll still let them in and still give them opportunities. I don't know. I don't know if you, you guys will not agree yeah, with me. I, but I don't totally on, agree. On, on this side, okay, on this side, I have seen women go through a lot, a whole lot. Women who had dreams, who got them shattered all because of, uh, 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 what are we been talking about? Sexism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see? So it is fair. I think it's fair. For me, I don't think that is necessary because I, I think if, 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 you need, if you want to include women, you know, make it like a, a fair level ground. Don't give the males another opportunity to dehumanize women and to find and to find another excuse to feel like we are better than you. Right. 
for me that is that is that is my whole concern because if you are lowering the cutoff points for for female applicants and keeping it at a certain higher a certain higher standard for the males then it means that a male with an 8a versus a female with just a 6a and they are on this they are in the same class imagine how the male will look at that female that oh you are not good enough right but you have been let in because because of whatever reason of gender equality or whatever it is i don't think that's equality and i don't think that's equity because there's a bias towards one gender yeah but then this bias comes as a result of like like the past thank you thank you that, you see that's what you need to understand this bias comes as a result of the past and they want uh, to, when they you say the past you are even not accurate okay. the present and that's no, why we are fighting wait, it. Wait, wait. That's why we are give fighting a, it. Well, well, give me... Okay, well, present. I think that's valid. Yeah. I'm like, why would it be a big deal that a woman, right, will be a running mate for, 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 for a general elections? It should, be, it should be a norm that when a woman decides to, you know, run for president, it's normal. She deserves to be there. She can be a president. She can, she can even do better than, than what the men are doing. I mean, we have a whole track record of men being corrupt and not running the country right. But now, because of the past and the present, when a woman is even chosen as a, a, a vice, a, 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 a running mate, it's news everywhere. It, that's not supposed to be the case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Isi, that's that's the thing. Like, understand your point of equity because then that's like contradicting the whole purpose of the movement. But then you also have to take into account all these nuances, like the things that currently exist that do not make it possible for women because they exist. And so that's I feel like that's the best way. It's like a reparation. I I would say that's the best way they can feel like oh they are working towards equality at least for now okay then i would say the the better way you can do it is if the seating capacity in the class is let's say 200 right mm -hmm. make it make it 110 females and then 90 males don't don't like ease the cutoff point for females because you want more females no make it a level ground but if you want to champion gender equity and equality you just have like the population of female a bit higher than for males and so you know that everyone in that class is qualified to be in that class and not because someone had it easier than the other person for me that is that is my, my main you see i actually I, like understand you that there should be like it should be on the basis of equity and equality but then they can just like increase the room for women and then that's a yeah. better way to work through it but i mean i also have another um issue with just like the ghanaian educational system and the way because you you talked about how like if everyone is qualified to be in the classroom but i just i just feel like your high school grades don't necessarily determine much about like Facts. Yes. Facts. Yeah. University and 
the system in which they used to gather students, pick them in classes. I yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's just another problem on its own, but that's a whole conversation on its own. Yeah. Oof. So wait, what, what's our consensus on this? Because <laughs> we for me, I, I feel like everyone should be a feminist because I believe that being a feminist is not only about, you know, hopping on, on movements and hopping on concepts, but it begins right where we are. Like, you can, you can actually start from your home. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, it's not the big things. If, if this whole thing is going to, like, there are still, we are still on the baby steps, right? I wouldn't say that globally this movement has... has, has had like so much of an impact because there is still male domination and there are still so many factors that is that is hindering the progress of the feminist movement and so what we all can do is to is to shine that light in our little corners for example if you are in a home you have male children you have female children make sure you don't you know like buy dolls for the female and then like buy cars and tractors mm-hmm. for, for the male child. Because immediately you are psyching the female child's mind that, oh, your, your limit, your limit is, is dolls and, may, and maybe like um, and, and beauty and aesthetics. And that is your niche. And they are telling the male that you can go for it. You can be an engineer. You can be a contractor. You can be an architectural something you know so we have to because every little thing especially when children are in their very basic developmental stages every little thing counts right and so we have to be more sensitive to how we socialize children because that is how they grow up to be a lot of males who think the way they think and oppose feminists or the feminist movement it started from how they were trained and how they were socialized. And so I feel like we still have a long way to go, but it all begins, we can all begin from where we are. We can definitely begin from where we are. So I I, I, I strongly believe that the feminist movement is really important. It's, It's indispensable. It's indispensable in our lives and and in the fight to to make women more respected more valued and mostly more honored i i think yeah the movement is not about hating men it's more about giving all genders equal rights no matter who they are right and so I agree that this has to even move past that, you know, the movement phase to become the norm. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I wish we would talk about the inter intersectionality soon. I really um, to talk yeah. That. I really want to talk about intersectionality because I don't know, there's this thing with Ghanaian feminists that I've seen on Twitter where like, yeah, they are. They seem to be very pro um, gender equality, but when it comes to anything else, for example, like regarding the LGBTQ community, 
They yeah. run away. The feminism ends because then they they don't. It's like they they they, they are no longer feminists. <laughs> I don't know if you share the same sentiments, Obi. Yeah, yeah they, we've I, seen I've that. seen them run away so many times, and I'm like, okay, so you are not here for the full package, right? And because if you are there for the full package, you should support uh, lesbians, all, all, all the labels. Because we are talking about every right. Exactly. It's so the fact that someone identifies with a different sexuality doesn't mean you should treat them different or you shouldn't give them equal rights. Mm-hmm. The fact that someone belongs to a different race, a different class, maybe a different physical or mental ability mm-hmm. doesn't mean you should deprive them of their rights. Yeah. So that it, it ha- that that inclusivity has to be there for everyone. Right, right. Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up because this is a huge part of the feminist movement today that I think gets ignored, and a lot of people just push to the side, and then it's just like an argument against women. But like real 2020 feminism accounts for like disabled people for people mm-hmm. within the LGBTQ community, for, um, for poorer people, mm-hmm. any sort of marginalized group or oppressed group in the society. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really saddening, but hopefully like with increased education and exposure, like people would come to understand that um, like real feminism, intersectional feminism accounts for all these facets, like all these parts of like real life yeah, yeah. you're right yeah well well this discussion has been enlightening for me tell, yeah. tell me one yeah. thing you've learned well i don't want you guys to be happy oh but, <laughs> uh, i i feel like there is a point where benevolent sexism has to you know like end a little bit not not like end but like there should be a limit yeah okay because i've learned about the dehumanizing factor that if if you do it too much or even if you just do it it could dehumanize someone at all and this is like a they are pitying me Mm -hmm. okay so you shouldn't make it look like you are pitying them you should just make it clear that Hey, it is your right that you need to get this. It is your right that this door has to be open for. I'm not talking about like a literal door, but in terms of an opportunity. Uh-huh. So that is something I have learned from this this discussion. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm yeah, I've 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 done some upgrade. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> should we should wrap up talking briefly about like toxic masculinity? Because you can't talk about feminism and not talk about like toxic masculinity. And so toxic masculinity is like any kind of like social, cultural norms that can be like harmful for men. So a good example is like, oh, when a man is trying to express his emotions or just like show, when, when a man doesn't show attributes that are like masculine, and it's not kind of looked it's it's not looked 
people do not accept it you get yeah so like uh, a good example would be let's say uh, in the area of sexual assault and domestic violence where men are the victims right mm-hmm. and they say ah oh, you don't have to go and report this you're a man why yes. would you even, you know report this it makes you less of the man and things like that mm-hmm. I, I think it's bad and it, that stereotype is stemming from uh, some of our I think our cultural values uh, especially in Africa yeah which is also the root cause of what we've just discussed so because of that men think they are superior over women mm-hmm. and so that concept is is flawed it's flawed yeah. and it's it's is is just flawed it's just wrong and i think for 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 the benefit of your listeners and you know people like me it starts from us we need to stop it and then keep on educating people and like abna you always do start discussions about it you know talk with communities about such issues that that shouldn't be the case so that will allow men to express their their feelings freely if they want to cry they will cry mm-hmm. yeah. not really put any barriers in there for them so that that is it for me yeah yeah there's a lot with toxic masculinity but i think it comes back to the idea of like just allow human beings be themselves and not don't put them into boxes you know right. Mm-hmm. And also, I think we should wrap it up because there's also another, there's a concept on toxic femininity. So as much as we want to talk about toxic masculinity, we also have to acknowledge that toxic femininity exists. And that's like also the idea how like women use the fact that they are women to get things they want. So I think a good example would be like, with the same sexual assault um, scenario you pointed, a woman like sexually assaults a man and then she would abuse it using like, oh, using her woman card and say like, oh, women don't typically do it or he's stronger than me. There's no way I could have assaulted him or harassed him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also it goes into people, me, I, I, I believe that body shaming is part of toxic femininity because it's like, it's also the same thing where like women that do not fit within your feminine ideals, you don't consider as women, you, you shame them or you, you just put them down. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it certainly is something that happens a lot. I I see that happen, especially with women that look a little bit. Um, how would I how would I say how do you say that? Is it athletic? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. What I so yeah, like people women that look athletic get body shamed. Yeah, women that look athletic get body shamed a lot because we have the ideal, like the toxic ideal about what what. Um, a woman should look like is like soft with with boobs and 
you know, like behind. It's changing though, unless and I'm so, wrong. Like, yeah, I feel like it, there's still, there's, there are still like very subtle views on that, especially, especially from, from the perspective of a man. Hmm. And so when a man sees that, they are tempted to think that that woman is not like woman enough because they don't look quote unquote feminine enough. Wow. And so they shame such a person because of their athletic looks. Obi, is that true? Well, it's 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 true, and the and it's applicable on the other way around as well. Yeah. And it looks like I mean now the world is full of fault finding, and no matter what you look like, someone will find something to say about you. Yeah. But that is wrong. Yeah. Because some people love the way they look. Absolutely. Some people actually work towards looking like, like that, that, right? Yes. There are some women who now want to look athletic and have abs. Yeah. And, you know. And so, Charlie, we just have to stop all these things. They are not even important. But this happens a lot on social media. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the approach, it's... And, and Abna, maybe next time, yeah, like the statistics show that this has, this has caused so many suicides. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, like, like I, I see how body shaming or, like, commenting on bodies can, like, cause mental health problems. Like, yeah. Have anorexia, bulimia. They get, like, a lot of people get eating disorders just from internalizing the things she say about their bodies. Right. Mm. hmm There's even one, oh, my goodness. Sorry... If this is going long, that unexpected, but I need to say this one. A while ago, I watched this documentary on YouTube where it talked about, this is like a new eating disorder that has come up because of this Instagram clean eating trend. Mm-hmm. So there was this um, blogger, so it was it just investigated all these Instagram bloggers who basically are like on these clean diets they are not nutritionists, they are not dietitians, and they would eat like what they call clean food. So basically fruits, veggies, hardly any carbs, and then just because, and then they also, most of them are also thin in size. And so you have all these people following all these clean eating Instagram pages because they also want to get into the healthy lifestyle and they mm. want to lose weight only for them to realize that it's slowly turning into an eating disorder because people are not getting like adequate nutrients in the things they eat. And it's also, there's also a psychological part where they are having issues with their self image and body image. And so that like both physically and mentally coming together and just puts people at a very low place. And they are they were saying that most likely in the next dsm which is like the diagnostic and statistical manual where the psychological disorders are is going to be a this and eating it's going to be a part of the eating disorders and it's something that came from social media wow that's huge it's quite it's so fascinating how we we affect each other as human beings sometimes we we really don't realize our impacts on other mm-hmm. people.
Yeah. Okay. We wrap up. <laughs> yeah, I think this has been like really insightful for me because I feel like I normally say I'm a feminist, but I I don't even think that I know so much about the different facets mm-hmm. and and what we can do in our own in our own small ways to make this a better a better movement to ascribe to. Yeah. And so it has certainly been like informative for me. I don't know about obedience. Uh, I I can say the same and even more. And uh, I think I'm going to start more conversations on social media mm-hmm. to you know educate friends because that's how we can eradicate this. So yeah, it's been very insightful for me as well. Yeah, I would also like to say the same. It's been very, very educated. Even for me, I've had to also do like a few perspective adjustments just as we were having this conversation. So this was a very good conversation. <laughs> and I would say, <laughs> why are you laughing? Hey. <laughs> that, is, that sounds interesting because I think that you know a lot about feminism. <laughs> and for you to say that you've actually had like some some perspective shifts sounds interesting to me, but that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it just shows that learning is continuous. Never yep. ends. So. Exactly. Uh, I, I would highly recommend we continue this discussion on our social media. What do you guys sure. think? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. So um, everyone who has been blessed by our voices and our knowledge and our insights today, thank you for listening and if if you've gotten this far you might as well just subscribe share this with your friends like don't keep this good stuff to yourself like it doesn't make sense please share this with your friends share this with your family tag us on social media at on altered views we are currently on twitter um instagram and facebook and we want to continue this conversation and so be sure to like um, like our post we we'll definitely have um, information on it put on our social media platforms where we can continue the conversation we want to know your thoughts on the topic because this is feminism is such a broad topic that we won't finish today but this is what we decided to give you today so i hope you enjoyed this and we will catch you in our next episode Bye. 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 Oh, let's before we log off. Before we log off, we need to thank Obi for gracing us, Obedient for gracing us with his presence. Thank you, Obedient. And thanks for your amazing opinion and contribution. Okay, so until next time. Bye, guys. Bye. So it was you. So it was you, you picked up the knife and you cut me in two, you stabbed me the back and ain't